Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Isn't It Romantic? You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen the film, just be aware that we might discuss the plot and there might be spoilers. Enjoy. Hey! Oh, hello there. Hi. Before we get started, I just I think it's important that we issue a clarification. So obviously, a lot of people will be listening to this thinking they're listening to the Big Boys Don't Cry podcast, but it, um, this is not the Big Boys Don't Cry podcast. This is the Big Boys Don't Cry Total Landscaping podcast. Just to be clear. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I really do think we need to clarify that because we've had a few people getting in touch saying. Oh, when are you going to talk about um, romantic movies? But in fact, we talk about the most romantic landscaping you can have and yeah. the most romantic manscaping you can have. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's November. It's a good month for that, right? It is. It is. You know, we can talk all about all kinds of male bodily hair. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of going for the half tash. Yes, um, do it. So just have one side as a mustache or maybe the half beard. So then... I'm walking down the street and someone thinks, oh, that's a good, clean-shaven man. And then I turn and they go, wait, what happened to him? There's a scraggly beard. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, the half-tash is good. So it's, it's just like a Hitler moustache, but sort of shifted to one side. Baseline <laughs> yeah, shift exactly. five but points. I, I was thinking more of a handlebar, a half-handlebar. Right, yeah. A single a bar. Handle. You wouldn't be able to ride a bike if it, if it had one handlebar like that. No, exactly. Well, you might be able to, but it would be very difficult. You'd hope there wouldn't be any hills around. Yeah. So, I, yeah, obviously I can't do Movember because I already have the moustache and I'm not going to shave it off and be baby-faced to grow it back. So I'm doing. <laughs> I'm actually doing Move for Movember instead, which is a new thing they've got going on where you commit to walking or running 60k over the month, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a challenge when you, you're in your 30s in lockdown and you've let yourself go, so... Yeah, oh, that's, that's very thing. good. I'll put the link in the show I'm... notes, but it's part of my work thing. But it's um, it's good, and I'm glad I'm actually doing a thing, you know. Oh, that is good. That is good. Um, because, yeah, we are now back in lockdown. Um, we are no longer allowed to see people. If we see anyone, we have to shoot them on site. Yep. Um, that is the new government recommendations, um, which is tough, but, you know, it's, it's all good. It's all good. We've you can get around it by it. just wearing, you know, glasses with no none see-through frames so you don't see anything <laughs> let alone any people exactly if you have to go out or just yeah. look at the ground you know don't don't look don't look yeah that's how i'm getting around it is i've got like horse blinkers on yeah um so i can only see right ahead of me and if i think i see someone coming up i just very very quickly go nope not doing this speaking of horses th- this morning when i was taking my son to nursery there's like fields next to the nursery with horses in them and they have shetland ponies and i saw one of them running on its tiny little legs it brought oh, me some real amazing. joy today in a is time of absolute more... shit <laughs> is there anything more <laughs> glorious than a shetland pony yeah you know, well, a shetland pony running yeah. i can tell you from well, first-hand yes. experience I was including that in the overall package of the Shetland Pony. Though I, I am a fan of the Highland Cow as well, mm. in terms of in terms of 
cloven hooved animals with um, great hair with excellent hair yeah um and have you ever yeah. seen a sharon tears uh donkey i don't believe i have no ah so they are yeah the, the sharon donkey looks like it's got dreadlocks it's very cool all right um if you search for the boudet du poitou um put it in the show notes <laughs> but how do you spell that um, B B A U D E T do and then oh yeah look at it oh yeah <laughs> it's a weird shape yeah this yeah they almost have a sort of a, a thing giant booty um yeah and then I've I've they're they're from the region of France that I used to go to a lot and um when you pat them like dust clouds come off them from their matted fur they're <laughs> like, really um, like pig pen in peanuts <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> um they're really they're really cute and really um really sort of nice temperament as well they're they're like really chilled out Aww. um so yes we love we love the Bode du Poitou on this love podcast. a good donkey yeah donkeys like are dominic underrated. the donkey of course dominic the donkey we listened to that today we're listening to christmas music already because it's just been such a fucking awful year that like we figured halloween's over we're going to extend the festive cheer into november and i don't care so i've been what happens is we have a combined spotify playlist of christmas songs for for our son and I put Dominic the donkey on it. It stays there for a little bit, and it comes on shuffle. And then my wife takes it off the playlist again. <laughs> That's very good. That is a great Christmas tradition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she yeah, what, refuses your... to acknowledge that the, the lyric that says the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy, even though it's true. <laughs> oh, it's true. They wouldn't be able to, would they? Well, I think we've had this conversation before. But what's your favourite Christmas song? Oh God, what a that's a tough one. You know what? Last Christmas Dominic is always donkey, up there. Obviously. Dominic the Donkey, obviously. <laughs> the last Christmas is always up there because it was track one on the Christmas CD that my parents had. So it's always like, it's the opening song. But I one that I always come back to is the one by Darlene Love from Home Alone 2. It's called All Alone on Christmas. Love that one. Okay. Because it's a contemplative um, song. It's kind of a sad song, but it's the music is so relentlessly upbeat and it has that brilliant sax solo. It was written by Little Stephen and it's um, got the E Street Band in it. Um, they play as the backing band for Darlene Love. It's just, yeah, it's brilliant on so many levels. Oh, very good. It is a, it is a good um, I prefer... I prefer medium-sized Stephen, personally. But... Oh, um, I'm afraid. <laughs> Let's not even um, get started on Big Stephen. <laughs> Big Steve. That's your guy my baseball team a, that they call a, Big Steve. A, a Big Steve. Great yeah. guy, great musician. Also, <laughs> can sell you counterfeit um, hats down the pub. Yeah. Oh, you see what Big Steve's got in tonight, mate? Never <laughs> seen so much Adidas. <laughs> yeah, look at these amazing Adidas shoes. <laughs> Adidas. Um, <laughs> See, for me, I really like uh, the Renette sleigh ride is good. And oh, you know that classic. I'm a fan of Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. I thought that was your favourite. Yeah. It is. That is my favourite. I really do love that. But you can't you can't go wrong with a little bit of um a little bit of wham as well, you know, or um rocking around the Christmas tree, jingle bell rock. Yep. Um also it's the most wonderful time of the year is a very true song. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, it is. So that's what we're doing this month. Even though we're not watching Christmas movies, um, I'm still extending the festive cheer in general. Um, so I'm feeling feeling festive 
whilst also, you know, obviously watching everything go to shit with Brexit and whatever else. Although the US <laughs> will have a new president, so that's good, who isn't a orange criminal bastard shitbag. <laughs> Well, we hope they'll have a new president. It seems as though there is the least effective coup ever (laughs) taking place at the moment. Yeah. Um, A coup in the pages of Breitbart. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, Yeah, I think they're going to try in all of the most stupid ways. And the only thing to think is, are the Democrats going to go, oh shit, this is happening. Well, we better let it happen, which is what they seem to have done for the last four years. (laughs) Or will they decide, wait a minute, yeah, we probably should take control of the country now. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, that's going to be fascinating to watch. We've got Democrats. a president now. He's the president elect. He's 120 years old. That ought to count for something. <laughs> exactly. The older you are, the more suited you are to be president. That's why when I am 500 years old, um, I'm going to become prime minister of this country. Oh, I can't wait. Say anything. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's um, going to be, awesome. be looking like looking like Emperor Palpatine. Um, <laughs> So, we have a movie that we have watched. And we do, from a... last year. Remember last year, before all this COVID stuff? <laughs> yeah, that, man. That's when this film came out. Yeah. And was um... not well received by critics, but did quite well at the box office. So, we have... This has come in as a request as well, has it not? Yeah. Shout out to Lizzie from Acast, our brilliant hosts, who just, you know, I cannot say enough good things about them as podcast hosts. Um, so we were, um, we were talking and I said, any requests at all? And this was her request, um, which is a good shout, I think, cause it's Netflix garbage, which we love. And it's one that we <laughs> hadn't got around to talking about yet, but was always kind of there. And I'd, I'd actually watched it already, um, before, but had to watch it again to refresh my memory. So always good, but you hadn't seen it before. I, I had not seen this before. No, it is entirely new for me. Um, and I was hesitant going in because it has some people I don't like. So Rebel Wilson, I'm not a fan of. I, Sorry, uh, we, I feel like we talked about this. I think she's in some stuff where she's good and other stuff where she's not so good. But it's often, I think, more to do with the film than the stuff. It's the Nicolas Cage problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She is the female Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, but then Nicolas you've also Cage. got the, the least Hemsworth. The lesser he's the lesser he's not the least hemsworth is he he's the lesser well, lesser spotted hemsworth there is there are three hemsworths but i actually quite like the other hemsworth the who's the other one hemsworth. johnny so you've hemsworth got, you've got you've got uh, chris hemsworth obviously um he's thor he's thor right yeah then you've got uh, nigel and barry hemsworth no you've got uh, luke hemsworth barry chuckle hemsworth <laughs> barry chuckle hemsworth yeah now you've got luke hemsworth who is the least known of them luke hemsworth um, but i'm gonna look up a picture in, he is in westworld and some no, other I stuff. Seen that. um he is suitably handsome as well as expected um as he is oh yeah he's he's got this, a bit more of a, a chunky face there yeah, yeah, he's got a he's a he's a sort of muscular and compact like corn beef to quote He's he's, he's broad. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's a got kind of a broad, broad chin. Yeah. Um yeah, so he's the other Hemsworth who people forget about. Um and he's the oldest. But yeah. Right? And he's the oldest, yes. Um paving the way for the others. But then also Adam Adam Devine who was fat once in a movie. <laughs> and they'll never let you forget it. I'm fat now. When, 
Oh, I'm fat now. Uh, when we first met, I mean, we watched previously on this podcast. Yeah. Um, which was all right, but really, I mean, it wasn't great, but we had some enjoyable moments. There were a lot of problems yeah. with that film, but there was a lot of stupid stuff to laugh at. So that's kind of... <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, the balance you always have know, to strike with film is making is balancing out the, the problems with it and the problems you know about it. If there are enough stupid things that you can laugh at, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, Alexandre Daddario is very good and deserves to be in better films than <laughs> yeah. we first met. And it had a reference um, to A League of Their Own, which is possibly my favourite film. Indeed, indeed. Um, but there were no references to A League of Their Own in Isn't It Romantic? No, but did no, you feel no mention of baseball was... at all. <laughs> Not out of 20. Not out of no, 20. No baseball references. <laughs> um, but did you, did you enjoy your time with Isn't It Romantic? I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it, but it was it was a bit, wasn't it? It was kind of, it's trying too hard to send send up romantic comedies, but it doesn't quite land, does it? You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a funny moment. But I think Rebel Wilson is quite watchable in this. I know you don't. You said you don't like her, so I'm interested to hear what you think. But to me, I I think she's she was charming enough in this film, even though you could tell that the script wasn't that great for her. The supporting cast, I thought, were all quite good. Although Adam Devine annoyed me in this film more than in some of the others. He was he was kind of wet milk guy in a lot of weird stripy polo shirts that no one would wear to the office. But yeah, overall I just thought, well, that well, there it is. Um, I got to the end and it was like, oh, get a huge, huge uplift from Liam Hemsworth playing the saxophone over the end credits. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, so for me, um, kind of similar. Um, I wasn't blown away by it but I was surprised at how much I enjoyed Rebel Wilson in this, with the exception of the relatively regular, oh, I fell over, isn't this funny? Which is never funny in any circumstances. There is a surprising Um, amount of pratfalling in this for a film made in 2019. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of falling over. Um, And lots of getting hit by vehicles. I was also surprised by Liam Hemsworth being charming and entertaining and i think it comes down to the fact that this is the first time i've seen him in anything where he's not playing a dour grump man yep um is this the same guy from the hunger games this is this is the hunger games man it's the same hemsworth because you could be forgiven for thinking it's a different hemsworth (laughs) well yeah you know it's a completely different um it's a different dynamic entirely um when you look at because the other things that i've seen him in he's in one of the expendables movies um and then he's in triangle which is actually a, a very good film um, about a man who plays not, the triangle in the orchestra about a man who plays the triangle yeah no it's a it's a very um it's a very strange movie um it's it's very good it was it was released a fair few years ago as sort of mind-bending thrillers almost like a a feature-length twilight zone episode really wow um i just need to apologize there. that it is raining in my room again well not in my room on on the conservatory roof where i'm recording so sorry about the noise oh that's okay um it is no problem at all it's quite nice nice and relaxing to hear the rain Ah, Um, it's like an asmr (laughs) podcast we are now listen to that rain welcome to big boys don't cry title (laughs) we're here today to talk to you about how best to cut a hedge and what to do in the rain (laughs) We've just planted some new flowers. To help with this, listen to the rain, isn't it? Ah. Ah. 
I think we could we could definitely do it. We would be so good at that. We'd be great at it. Um, but yeah, so, but so instead, here we are talking about Hemsworth. <laughs> we are talking about Hemsworth. Yeah, everything I've seen him in, he has been very grumpy, very stern, with no character whatsoever. But here, playing a cheeky asshole millionaire was he he does a pretty good job and i was quite in i was enjoying his performance um Ad, adam adam devine is or divine how is it pronounced is it divine i don't know i always assumed it was divine like my favorite singer kevin divine but i don't know for sure well i will go with devine and you go with divine and either way we're going to be fine unless oh that rhymes that's great um, <laughs> <laughs> let's call the whole thing off um otherwise we could if if it's devine then we're fucked but apart from that we'll be all right it could be Um, devine he he felt to me like if you neutered uh jack black is 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 what his performance felt like in this movie yeah you know you're you're aiming to have a jack black type thing but it's also got to be a soy boy beta cuck (laughs) um a a shallow howl (laughs) yeah a a shallow how that's a film we Um, should talk about at some point we should talk about that it's it's one of those ones where i don't think i've ever seen it all but sometimes it's on tv and you've like watched half of it you know yeah yeah it's the one where um gwyneth paltrow's fat now (laughs) exactly i think there's some (laughs) there's some very interesting things to discuss about that movie um but then yeah you've got um you've got priyanka chopra you've got betty gilpin um who is in the film a dog's purpose too well, a dog's journey. That's it. Yeah, a dog's journey. I haven't seen it, but I think it's important that we watch it along with a dog's purpose at some point. We could do a double bill. Excellent, excellent. Um, but yeah, so so it's got a strong cast, and I think they all do a pretty good job, which is impressive. Um, but I think this movie falls into the same issue that a lot of meta stories fall into and meta narratives fall into in that it's trying to play up a genre in a very direct way but it lacks both the intelligence and the bravery to do it fully um so the perfect example of this is a movie called sucker punch which i don't know if you've you've ever seen no this is like a famous shit piece though isn't it of of like satirizing action films and like kind of anime and all sorts of other stuff is that right that's right yeah so it's the the goal of the movie is to satirize and um play up the idea of like video games and anime and action movies and in particular the sexualization of women in those um those forms of storytelling um and to a certain extent it does it well but it falls into the trap of everything we're doing, we're doing within the framework of one of these stories. And it never quite goes far enough into telling the audience you're a scumbag, which is kind of what it is trying to do. But it it pulls its punches a little bit. And yeah. in doing so, it kind of reinforces some of the steps. So Isn't It Romantic is not as problematic as Sucker Punch, obviously, but um, but it still has that issue of you know there's supposed to be this real world framework at the beginning then this over-the-top romantic movie in the middle and then a return to the reality at the end but in fact a lot of the framing of the real world feels just like a romantic comedy as well yeah that that's exactly right and what i was kind of thinking the whole time is that it's trying to send up the whole genre by 
using its cliches, but it just ends up they just end up being the same cliches. So rather than sending them up, it just ends up suffering from the same thing, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, exactly, and 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 that's the big sort of problem. Um, and you and know, it's such there, a fine line, isn't it? It is, it is, and and a lot of the sort of initial messaging it's trying to get across is actually really good, which is you know you can find happiness in things other than romance. You can, um, you know, it's important to look after yourself, and it's important to find find you know happiness on your own and and in independence in that way. Um, and also that you know what initially might seem a good romance is not that um and and you've got to learn to know someone before you can truly say that you know it's 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 the person you want to be with for for the rest of your life or for for a long period of time or what have you um but instead <laughs> it kind of does that on face value but then it doesn't really go into the depths of any of the reasons why it's a bad idea to dive straight in or things like that you know <laughs> um it which is part of the real problem where i think if Really, Luke Hemsworth's character. Sorry, Liam, Liam Hemsworth's <laughs> character. Luke Hemsworth. Lesser, not least. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, although, yeah, like I said, I've got a soft spot for, for Luke. Luke's the wooden duck. <laughs> yeah, Liam, Liam Wooden Ducks Hemsworth. Uh, still um, known as Mr. Miley Cyrus in our house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> My wife won't let that one go. Um, that is that is excellent. Um but um, but yeah, he should have been more of an asshole, I think, and that would have really sent it home. Maybe Priyanka Chopra's character could have been more of an more of an asshole to Josh Adam Devine's character. Yeah, um, but he's the only one who you think is a bit of an asshole, and it's only just because he's so boring and wet milk. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's very he's supposed sort of, to be the nice guy. He's supposed to be the nice guy, but all he does is bring along some uh, some takeaway. And says, "Hey, you should do your job. Wouldn't that be good?" Yeah, and apart you're from good that, at your job, my friend. You are. He he does literally the default expectations of being a friend, which is occasionally eating food together and telling someone that they're good at the things that they're good at, and being the best friend you should really be in love with. And the thing is that the film thinks that by her not getting with him and going, oh, hey, actually, I love myself, that that's like this massive send-up of the whole genre when it's not. Yeah, and I think the issue there is that that's not the finale of the movie either, is it? <laughs> no. Is, is the, the, the finale of the, movie, of the is movie is Liam Hemsworth playing the saxophone, and that is a high point. Let's not <laughs> well, forget that. Well, yes. But yeah, but the, the, the story arc still ends with, hey, I'm together with the guy who was right for me all along. Um, whereas I think it would have been a lot more powerful if it had been, yeah, I don't need any of these losers. Yeah. I don't need billionaire boring face and I don't need little neck short muffin, which is his his birth name. name. (laughs) There there was already someone in equity called that. So he had to change it to Adam (laughs) divine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So I think that would have been a lot stronger. Um, because instead it does it does feel a little bit tame. Um, although I do like some of the nods to the genre, you know, where yeah. instead of having sex, it, it cuts away whenever she tries to swear. There's always something stupid making a noise around her. Yeah. Um, she gets arrested by a guy called Officer Handsome. I thought that yeah. was funny. Yeah. All of those little things work well. But where this movie doesn't work is in its larger thematic elements and it feels weird to talk about 
you know deep thematic elements in a movie like this but you know it is important it's important in the trashiest of works um and it It is it's important because you have to examine you know does the film work or not does it does it fulfill its purpose does it entertain and yes it it does entertain but it's like do you you know there are varying degrees of entertainment if russell crowe bursts into the room and shouts are you not entertained at you and then follows it up by screaming on a scale of one to ten you know you want to be able to give a good answer right yeah exactly exactly and and here i'm not sure if it could give a good enough answer for russell crowe not to immediately smash it in the face yeah which is which is how he resolves it if you're not entertained enough um he cuts off your head he cuts off your head exactly um but i think i think i'm i'm particularly um sort of observant of this because i don't know if you remember paddy but a little while ago i was working on a um a novel slash a something i didn't know was this the thing with the mold no so that was something very different oh i love that that was (laughs) awesome i I want to read the rest of that i keep thinking about um but i did actually finish that so i'll I'll pop it over to you yeah send it over Um, yeah i i wrote a a story everybody about a dysfunctional relationship where someone um put some mold that was growing in their bedroom into the food that he cooked for his uh, other half and it turned out that actually the mold was delicious and it was like the greatest spice in the world um and it ended up becoming a, a important part of their um of their of their sort of identities going forward and yeah it's very very strange horrible short story <laughs> but something else that i was writing was kind of this 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 metafictional work where it was about someone who lived in a romantic comedy so almost the inverse of this where they initially were in a romantic comedy um but then they found like a door to get into different universes and so it kind of hopped from genre to genre it was all about dissecting these different genres and what made them tick um and i think part of part of this movie reminded me of that but also it i think the fact that it didn't go far enough when mine went further into the nature of the rom-com and the cyclical nature of rom-coms how there's this status quo which is never truly disrupted because um, if you think about this, the 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 rom com, um, nothing ever changes in a rom com universe. By the end of it, the only thing that happens is that someone's fallen in love. Yeah, there's never any um, there's never any substantial difference to the world around them, to their dynamics outside of they were single, now they're not. Um, and I think that's something interesting that this movie could have played around with as well, where instead of but where the cyclical nature could have been inverted so that she is single she remains single but what changes is what happens around her does she get a promotion does she move somewhere else does something major happen in her life um to break her out of that status quo that she's in and i think that maybe would have been a stronger way to go about circumventing the genre and um, it spends actually a lot of time on that kind of thing but it still doesn't land which is quite interesting because it spends the first 20 minutes showing you how how clumsy and submissive she is and then at the end she asserts herself but you're still just thinking here comes wet milk adam divine to stare out the window yeah yeah exactly so it does all of that groundwork for it which is why I was thinking, oh, this is quite interesting. Is it going to go into a real critique of the genre? But instead, you're right. It all 
folds right back into it. And I know that's something that maybe the audience would have liked and their audience isn't pretentious 30-year-olds like me who think, oh, yes, <laughs> a, a, a witty dissection of the genre as a whole. This is wonderful. Oh, I should go right into The Guardian about this. Yeah, or well, um, guys like me who just wanted it to turn into a film about her architecture practice now she strikes out on her own but then it can ends up with a hostile takeover by another business partner and becomes a courtroom drama <laughs> yeah that's what we want that's what we want um i was intrigued to see what her actual car park's gonna look like yeah um a big open car park where it's all light and spacious um, imagine that yeah they don't have those in this country <laughs> <laughs> no, you ever tried to just... park a car it's the fucking worst in in for our international listeners in britain um we have a mud pit outside every building and we just drive the car into the mud pit and it sinks in and that's it your car's dead and that's how we park over here (laughs) yeah and And it's because they made the mud pits for donkeys centuries ago and they haven't bothered to change anything since (laughs) yeah exactly like all the infrastructure in this country it dates back to 1066 they're promising um, us that we'll get new mud after we leave the EU, but I'm not. I'm not convinced. Yeah, fancy, fancy clay mud. That's what we're gonna get. Yeah, maybe some sand if we're lucky. <laughs> get some sand. Get some mud. You know, it's gonna be great. I hear they're gonna expand, <laughs> expand Britain outside of cobblestone roads. Yeah, um, I can't wait. Donkeys <laughs> for all. Donkeys for everyone, but not those dirty french poitou donkeys no way they're british, not allowed in british donkeys only yeah they, they come with a saddle pack on them and it's full of english breakfast and black pudding yeah <laughs> and tea bags pears pears yeah pear pears are british thing well pears are the quintessential british fruit i always think of because apples are they apples you think of apple pie in america you never think of pears, do you, of, of, of any other nation in, in the world? Pear cider, I guess, yeah. I'm I thought the quintessential British fruit was um, a quince, otherwise known as a UKIP voter. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I suppose quince, quince is, isn't the quince a kind of apple? I suppose it is, yeah. It's a sort of like nasty little sour apple. Welcome to the apple cast, everybody. <laughs> Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. So, uh, but then you got Quincy Jones, and he's American. He is. He is. So, yeah. Ah, okay. So, um, traces of pear cultivation have been found in prehistoric uh, dwellings around Lake Zurich. Mm. Okay. So Swiss. Um, pears were cultivated in China as early as 2000 BC as well. So they are a worldwide thing. Um, the word pear or its equivalent occurs in all uh, Celtic languages. So it is actually sort of British. Sort of British. You know, like and everything on this island. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are the mongrel island where nothing here is original. Everything is been brought by somebody else um my favorite of those facts is that you think of fish and chips as being the true british meal but actually it was brought to britain by people from portugal yeah which i think is wonderful we have nothing original in britain everything is either 
brought over as an import or stolen from somewhere else and that's what we have as a nation and we love it and we love it because yeah what would what would we have if it wasn't we'd have pears and turnips yeah love love me some turnips yeah that's what we've got that's what we've got um, anyway, welcome to 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 uh, welcome to cast. The fruit is good, but Britain sucks. Cast. <laughs> I mean, that's probably pretty on brand. But we must have <laughs> talked about those two things quite a lot over our however many episodes. Um, you you, know, you didn't confirm a quince, though. Oh, where, a quince. where is a quince native to? Let's find out. Let's find out where quince has come from. So, are you a fan of any particular fruit? What's your favourite fruit? Um, you know what? I like a pineapple. Ah, very good. You get a nice big pineapple, cut it up. So juicy, so sweet. Love it. Yeah, I do like a pineapple. For me, though, I do love a mango. A mango is my favourite. They're hard to um, cut, though, aren't they, mangoes? Uh, you get a knack to it. You get a knack to it. I think um, I've got to work on my mango technique. I've eaten many a mango over the years. I'm sure um, you if have. Anyone, if anyone wants to send us in some mangoes and pineapples, we would love it. You could ask our good friend Montgomery Mango Pirate. <laughs> that is going to be who you've just too. you've just revealed was you, because a mango is your favourite fruit. That confirms it. It is not me. <laughs> I think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. <laughs> Tell um, the <laughs> Tell the listeners who Montgomery Mango Pirate is, and I'll I'll <laughs> guess from the way you explain it whether it's you or not. Okay, so Montgomery Mango Pirate is it, he was a a Facebook friend request who appeared when we were back at university, who invited lots of people to be his friend out of nowhere, and the picture was of a mango wearing a pirate's hat. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's always been a mystery as to who actually set him up. Um, but yeah, it's, it was sort of a, an ongoing discussion among our friendship group: is who is Montgomery Mango Pirate? Yeah, I don't um, think the account is still active, but um, it was it was a good one for a time. People wishing him happy birthday every year. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and I think it was someone who I went to college with. Um, oh right michael i think it was him um uh, the profile is still there is it oh. <laughs> yeah someone i wrote on his face his wall in 2017 <laughs> wishing him a happy birthday <laughs> and then in 2015 telling him to get in the sea it's all posts from me and i feel bad <laughs> now but yeah, it's a very good oh, yeah. mango in the profile picture wearing like a cardboard pirate hat and it's got like a eyes and a face and a little um a little oar or a cutlass or something. Someone put a lot of effort into that picture. <laughs> How are you still here? <laughs> Happy birthday is something that you wrote to him in twenty fourteen. Um but yeah, you see that um a, a guy called Michael wrote yeah. back on that one saying it's a face oh, it's gotta be I him i think it was him um yeah i think it was him but yes it was yeah lots of um lots of people uh were were friends with and loved montgomery mango pirate he was a very um, important truly, person in our lives truly a hero of our of our world and of our generation 
Um, I I've, I forever miss Montgomery Mango Pirate in my life. He's someone who needs um, a romantic comedy written about him. <laughs> he who would a date sad, a mango pirate? He was a sad mango pirate who came across a lovely baking pineapple. Would they ever fall in love? How would his life on the high seas uh, work with someone who works around fire every day? Not a good thing to have in the water. Yeah. Only his... true love will know if they stand the test of time. And there'd be, there'd be a quince in the love triangle somewhere. <laughs> yeah, dastardly billionaire Quincy Jones, played <laughs> by Quincy Jones. Except he's an actual quince with Except a face. Except he is an actual quince with a face. Um, is this would send up, up the the romantic comedy genre more effectively than isn't it romantic? <laughs> Just going to put it out. I there. think it would. Is this going to be our next movie? Is this going to be my next poster? Yes, it's the, the mango <laughs> pineapple love story. Isn't it? What's Ro it going to be called? Though? Isn't it? What's it going to be? Isn't it? <laughs> 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 oh, it's got to be something to do with fruit, hasn't it? Yeah. I like, isn't it, Romango? <laughs> that's very yeah, that's bad. It. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm writing it down. I'm bol- putting it in bold. That's going to be our next thing. Is this going to yeah. overtake? Is this going to replace Lit Men as our um, header <laughs> image on Twitter? Maybe. Maybe it will. Um. <laughs> oh dear. Um, <laughs> We're losing yeah, our minds. Um, I feel like the quality of the films that we're coming up with really isn't at the peak it was maybe a year or two ago before all this COVID stuff. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Is COVID has driven us mad. Yeah. So we apologise to you, the listeners, for the the rubbish that you're enduring. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, so yeah. So I think um, it's... uh, It's a me, a Mario. It's, It's broken us, hasn't it, really? Yep. <laughs> it's uh it's yeah, it's it's broken us as as people. Um locked down and thank god we still have movies like isn't it romantic. Yeah, cuz um, that's the kind of thing that we need to get through this, isn't it? And that's that's why we do what we do, that's why you watch these yeah. kind of films and you know, ultimately it's it's not great. There are some problems with it, but it does help us to get through, right? So that is a good thing. It is. And and just a little just a little bit of information for you. Um it looks like quinces come from the Mesopotamian plain. Okay. Um so that is sort of yeah, the sort of Asia sort of area. Um so yeah, they seem to come from there but also sort of be found around um uh like crete and and lower greece and things like that pliny the elder mentioned numerous varieties of quince in his natural history Ah, all right (laughs) there we go good for him um yeah well done mate we're proud of you yeah Um, thank you for bringing fruit to to the world and in terms of quince production, turkey tops the list. Yeah. All right. Our, our, our fact for the day, turkey produces more quince than anywhere else. Yeah, very good. I'm going to write to my um, my Turkish friend Emre and ask him to send me a quince. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> oi, send me a quince. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but right. Anyway, right. Back to isn't it romantic? Um, 
yeah sometimes it's nice to have a comfortable little movie like this something comforting that doesn't do anything particularly exciting but it's just there um but i do wish it had done more with its potential because there's a lot of potential to have a very very funny very very smart movie here but it doesn't manage to do it's safe isn't it yeah yeah um it's as safe as going out with adam devine slash divine yeah even if there's karaoke involved yeah do you wish that karaoke was like karaoke in this movie what that everyone joins in with your performance no when i'm doing karaoke it's my performance thank you very much yeah sit the fuck down and listen to me people should just be listening to you when you do karaoke yeah no, it, it would be um, cool if you know, if you burst into song and people joined in and that happened in your life. I would like that to happen to me maybe just once. And I don't mean like a flash mob. I mean like in a proper film like that, like a proper musical. It's a fine line, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it's... I, I think it would be nice, wouldn't it, if you had a... It's like when people are singing along at a gig to a song that you're doing. Yeah. It's always a really nice feeling. Um, And, you know, yeah, if it is like singing a song at karaoke, it'd still be be quite nice, but you don't want people to be too involved because, like you said, you are the star of karaoke. Yeah. Singing along is fine, but getting involved in it, not sure about that. But I thought it was one of the more enjoyable scenes in the film, actually. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought that was fun. Although it did give me um, horrible flashbacks to cats. <laughs> yeah, you thought she was about to unzip her skin. Yeah, and then later on, she like rips off her dress at the end. I was like, oh god, is she going to be wearing a cat skin suit? Yeah, and then Jason Derulo pops up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's more she's sort of sitting <clears throat> and sort of lying down on the floor in the same way that she did in Cats. Right, And I thought, oh God, no, this is giving me... I started feeling very jittery because I remembered that Cats is a movie that exists <laughs> and that I watched. Suddenly in the back of your head, it's just... <laughs> Memories of that time I saw Cats. It is so fucking bad. I spent money on that. <laughs> Hey, I went to see it on my own, and the cinema was full of children. <laughs> you went on your on New Year's I didn't Eve you'd gone on, on my own. own. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife refused, oh. and we also have a small child, so I didn't really have a choice. Oh, that's true. That's true. You should have come with Katie and me. Yeah, we could have. Uh, yeah, we could have all gone together and been sad together. <laughs> yeah, I'm being hot. frowned at. What? What? You didn't want to come and see cats with me. <laughs> did you hear that? I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, yeah, it's been almost a year since cats, and we're still suffering the uh, the emotional scars of it, aren't we? I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll ever get over it. Could you imagine if COVID hit earlier and Cats was the only movie that was available in the cinema for twenty twenty? <laughs> If it was the only thing released, and then when it came to the Oscars, Cats had to win everything. <laughs> yeah. And our next winner, surprising no one, is Cats. <laughs> Rebel Wilson appears on Zoom and takes off her skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. Do you, what's going to happen with the Oscars? I don't know. Adam Devine can host it virtually. Well, that's the thing, is... 
what's going to what's going to happen with it because obviously it's been a very disrupted year and according to their rules things still have to be released in cinemas don't they which is really mm. it's really unless they've changed it for this year which i think they might be able to do maybe um, i'm sure they if that means the people behind it the academy i'm sure they can change the rules if they want to yeah it's just oh it's 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 going to be interesting because I've seen a few movies this year, but obviously nowhere near as many as normal. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been very limited, the number of things to see. You know, there's been, watched a few horror movies. Maybe horror movies will win everything mm-hmm. this year. Give me a bit of, did I say about, I went to go and see St. Maud? Yeah, the, how was that? I, that I was don't good. think we talked it about was, it. It was a very interesting, horrible movie which is exactly what I needed. It is depressing and strange and uncomfortable. That's what you like. Well acted and directed and creepy with a very shocking end. And yes, I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, kudos to St. Maud. Hopefully that will win an Oscar. <clears throat> I don't think it will, but it would be nice. I'm just looking back um, over the films we've watched this year. I think they should give them all to Il Postino. Yeah, everything to Il Postino. Il Postino and um, that stupid Eurovision movie. <laughs> oh man, I love the Eurovision <laughs> movie. That was great. Um, so, so speaking of um, movies, we have yet to discuss who made "Isn't It Romantic," and it is a director called Todd Strauss Schulzen. Um, and I noticed that he directed a movie that I watched a few years ago, which I really enjoyed, called "The Final Girls." And that is, again, a kind of not particularly smart, but kind of smart send-up of horror movies where it's about these people that wind up in an 80s slasher film. It also stars our boy Adam Shortneck. Oh, really? Fluff Muffin. Is that what we called him? Shortneck Fluff Little Muffin. Neck Fluff Muffin. Little Neck Fluff Muffin. He's also in it. Um, but it's also got um, Malin Ackerman, Taysa Farmiga. It's a very fun little horror movie but more of a comedy than a horror i suppose um where um where she but basically this 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 young woman ends up in one of her mother's slasher movies that she starred in when she was younger um so it's yeah and then it sort of plays around with that kind of genre again interesting conceit an interesting idea and maybe some of that sensibility transferred over to isn't it romantic but it just didn't pull it off in the execution yeah and i think i think that's right because i think the final girls was a little bit more successful in terms of playing with the genre um than isn't it romantic um i think it was able to do a little bit more with it but you can see that kind of through line there um but yeah so he's he's done some he's done another good thing apart from that it's been sort of tv here and there he did a harold and kumar movie <laughs> all right um <laughs> Uh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. <laughs> All right. Um, six years after their Guantanamo Bay adventure, apparently they go to Guantanamo Bay. Um, Harold and Kumar cause a holiday fracas by inadvertently burning down Harold's father-in-law's prized Christmas tree. Those are, these are stoner movies, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen any of them. No, I have not either. Uh, but they've got these kind of very iconic um places stoner movies but i've not actually seen any of like them. cheech and chong or how high yes, which is the yeah. one i always talk about that i have seen 
which we used or to watch pineapple, at school. Pineapple Express is a recent example as well. I've it? not seen that. Um, which is uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco. Um, and they get high a lot and then they get caught up in hijinks. And I think there's shooty bang bang going on. Right. No, I think we definitely need to watch How High. Red Man and Method Man portray two cannabis users who are visited by the ghost of a deceased friend after smoking his ashes. It's Weekend at that Bernie's with weed. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> weekend. Why did they not call it that? Weekend at Bernie's. That's great. Um, speaking of, of very dumb movies from that era, um, I saw that Road Trip is coming to Netflix oh, or to Amazon Prime, one or the other. <laughs> I think we need to bust that out. Yeah. You know, we've not talked about Tom Green enough on this podcast. <laughs> and then Euro Trip. And Euro Trip. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. That's what we should do. Um, yeah. But, uh, but isn't it romantic? Sorry, to bring it back to that, we have been. Yeah. This has been a meandering episode. <laughs> God, all this episode has to... been fruity, to say the least. <laughs> exactly exactly um but yeah it, it's a it's a i was vaguely enjoyed it i'm gonna say i vaguely enjoyed it there was bits that made me very angry but also bits where i thought okay yeah i can see what's going on here what made um, you angry lights just the falling over all the falling over i hate it i hate that kind of stuff so much. If Rob sees anyone falling um, over, doesn't laugh ever. He just goes, "Oh, I fucking hate that. I'm livid." Yeah, so that person could be seriously hurt. Go and help them up, and then when it happens in a movie, it's like, no, could have hurt themselves. It's not funny. Yeah, no prat falling. This is a prat fall free zone. <laughs> no, no prat falling whatsoever. It's disgraceful behavior. Dangerous, dangerous is what it yeah. is. Um, I agree but, with but, you. Yeah, I vaguely I, enjoyed it. And it had the guy who plays yeah. Gary and Miranda in it as a doctor. So even though he also plays Lucifer, he's, he's still Gary from Miranda. I I never watched Miranda. Is he the handsome? He's the guy handsome, in the handsome, sexy chef man. And um, that's a show that also has a lot of pratfalling in it. <laughs> so one for you. Yeah, I I was not a fan. Miranda used to be on at my house, and I did not enjoy it at all it's just always on tv <laughs> so, if you flick channels you can always yeah. find it somewhere yeah um yeah i was not i was not okay with miranda i felt not good what was that idea um, we came up for, for like a buddy cop film with miranda and miranda that was a good one <laughs> it was miranda richardson yeah miranda writes that was good yeah miranda writes that was good and you could you could give miranda kerr her first acting performance and she could be the villain Ooh, i like it yeah but <laughs> yeah come on come on all the mirandas if your name's miranda and you want to be in a movie you're in then <laughs> you're in you're in um but yeah so um have you got anything else you want to say about... Uh, no, I don't know that I do. I think we've covered it. You know, it's it's worth watching for a bit of bit of light-hearted fun. You know, don't go into it with any expectations. And don't be annoyed by Adam Divine being wet milk. And you'll be fine. And in- enjoy the Hemsworth, you know. Watch this and enjoy yeah, the he's... Hemsworth. He's allowed to be Australian for once, which is good. And he he's he, his voice is surprisingly soft and dainty, and it's nice. Yeah, he's actually really good in this. I loved him in this a lot more than I thought I would. 
Um, so yeah, shout out to you, Liam Hemsworth. You've redeemed yourself slightly <laughs> for the bad things you've been. <laughs> and please be in more things like this. Please go into doing more comedy stuff. It's cool. It suits you. Yeah, you've got a good you've got a good comedy angle going on. For sure. Um, so yeah. Um, right. So. Um, Shall we? Do you want me to do some trivia, or do you? If, want to if you've got trivia, hit it. Um. So, <laughs> hold on. Let me get up some trivia. I was not prepared for this at all. <laughs> oh, if, if you haven't got it, then I'm <laughs> sure we can live without it. No, we must. We must do some trivia. Um. Uh. So. Uh. Hold on. Apparently, the director watched over ninety romantic comedies over two weeks. And noted similar visual and narrative tropes among them, including New York City, Starbucks, coffee, rain falling when couples kiss, half moon windows, and bubble baths. Um, fuck off. I watch more than that over two weeks when I'm not prepared to write. <laughs> so all of those things were in there aesthetically. That just didn't translate into yeah. the true send-up that it was supposed to be, right? Well, that's the thing is, is, is visually, yeah, it looked like it, but you need to look at the thematic elements as well, which I think is where it, it, it struggled. Um, this is also Rebel Wilson's first film as a lead role, and I think she did a pretty good job. All, all yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, obviously, it's no nowhere near as good as Cats, the greatest movie of all time. No, obviously, um, her greatest performance that she will never top. Seriously, if she ever gets the opportunity to unzip her skin on screen again, it'll be a strange time. Yeah, yeah. Come on. that's We need more skin unzipping in movies. Um you know whether it's in a horrible body horror or a comedy musical about cats singing or a um, film which you're not sure which of those two things it is <laughs> it could be either could be either um yeah. <laughs> yeah um it also features four australian actors so rebel wilson liam hemsworth alex kiss and hugh sheridan so hmm. well done you Aussies. Very good. Um, we're, yeah, we like we like more Australians in movies. That's good. That's never a bad thing. No, exactly. But yeah, so that that'll do for some trivia. That'll do for some trivia. Cool, cool. How should we rate this? Hmm. So, how many? How many times will you get hit by a car in your romantic movie? <laughs> how many times will you get hit by a car? So I'll get hit. Um, I'll get hit eleven times. You know, this is not it's not great, but it's fine enough and comfort comforting enough. Um Yeah. So it's 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 fine. It's fine. I, I wish it had done more with the whole meta commentary it was going for, is the only thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'll go maybe just one higher because it's got a dog in it, and that dog is a Bichon Freeze, and that's a good um a good breed. It is a Bichon Freeze. Good. You have to say it like that. <laughs> I refuse. I will will instead go lower. If I go low and you go high, it will sound amazing. So I'll go Bichon Freeze. (laughs) Bichon Freeze. (laughs) That that works. That works great. We'll do that. I'm going to edit those together. Yeah, put some put some like um, nice reverb on it as well. Make make it sound really nice. Yeah. It's a bit like cool. that Beastie Boys song where it samples Ted Nugent and it's like, the Beastie Boys are coming home. It's like that. The Bichon Freeze. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. <laughs> That's the thing I'm going to do, as well as making a video of Liam Hemsworth doing the epic sax guy thing. 
<laughs> that's very good. I love it. Yeah, uh, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. So what are we watching next? So we are going to be watching. I saw that another Netflix movie came up and I want to see it. And it kind of fits now. Maybe we should be watching it in like a week or two instead, but I don't care. Um, it's all right. We're going to be watching Holiday. I have seen this. This has been You've coming up it. on my on my list. I haven't watched it. I mean, I've seen it on Netflix when I've opened Netflix. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yes, it has Emma Roberts in, who is good. So, but it looks kind of bad. Yeah. So, no, I think it's okay. You know, I've been listening to Christmas music. Let's just like transition, have a transition period into the December mayhem. Like we did yeah, with it, the transition into Halloween, and it's about it's about all holidays, isn't it? So they 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 go through various different holidays. Yeah. So yeah. So it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't. It's not. It's not definitely a Christmas. Movie. Oh, okay. Definitely not. Well, then that's ideal. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a run up to Christmas movie. That's what it is. All right. That sounds great. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. Isn't it romantic? And we hope that our show is bringing you some joy. As fruity as it is. Yeah, if you could be transported into any genre of movie, what would you want to be in? Yeah. Fruit films, I assume. Yeah, fruity, fruity movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at BigBoysDon'tPod. You can write to us at BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com if you have thoughts to share. Send us your bad takes and your requests. Yeah, what, what terrible movie should we watch? Give us some bad ones. Yeah. Like really bad. Yeah, give us some real, real stinkers. Yeah, something that makes Road Trip look like Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Trip. <laughs> Citizen Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we'll be back next week to talk about the holiday. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Take them away.